2: have a defeat that just doesn't seem that important yesterday was one of those occasions welcome to Charlton live I think he's gone lads I think he's gone (laughs) good evening and welcome to Charlton live my name is uh Louis Mendez here, live at the Valley on your Sunday evening, the Sunday evening, the first show since we found out that Ronan Duchatelet has agreed to sell the club to the East Street Investments. It looks like he's what four, five years, his reign of error, as some people are calling it, is over. Excellent stuff. Right, joining me in the studio to celebrate and to eat the cake that Mark's bought, um, on the right hand side, uh, a man who was in his mid-60s when uh, Roland du Châtelet first set eyes on the valley, and, and uh, Terry, how are you?
3: I'm alright, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad for a
2: geezer who's, uh, who's uh, what now, 102 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the middle, a man who went out and baked a cake the, the, the second he heard the news. Mark Newbury, how are you doing? Um, just getting over it really yeah. So Yeah well, Excited it's <laughs> And uh, also on the left hand side Is Mr Lewis Cat Lewis You've got a big smile on your face I've had worse weekends mate Yeah I will yeah. say that I've had
4: worse weekends It's not
2: often we're this cheery After a 3-1 home <laughs> defeat Is it I know <laughs> when we're all, we're oh, all, well, Sorry was there a game yesterday Yeah said? we're all I sat know. here <laughs> With, with, with a, a sickness bug That we've contracted From the players And everything um, So on tonight's show Of course we will talk about Yesterday's game uh, Against Sheffield Wednesday But we are going to focus Mainly on the takeover here uh, At the Valley Still awaiting the EFL approval so, we could look very stupid in a few days' time, but <laughs> not for the first time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, we, we, we're going to talk about that. We want to know uh, all of our listeners how it makes you feel the fact that Ronald Duchatelet has agreed to sell the club, uh, a done deal, uh, as, as is the phrase. Um, let us know. Studio at Uk. You can email us, uh, you can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Chelton Live forum to have your say on the breaking news that came out on Friday morning. Terry, i um, it came completely out of the blue. Utterly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I um
3: had, as some people know, and I want to thank them for for their best wishes. Um, the, I I had a birthday on on the Friday, and completely um, overshadowed by a shadow, things. more well, exactly. Mm-hmm. But the, the way it <laughs> panned out, for, those, the already. way it <laughs> panned <laughs> out for me is yeah, 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 one or two. Um, was I had I also had uh, visitors from overseas, uh, so I that I had to look after, so I had to pick them up in the morning. So, you know, I expect the odd one or two tweets uh, and, and Facebook messages and, and as such of saying happy birthday um, but the phone was going mental <laughs> and it buzzing away like a good one and I couldn't answer it because I was actually in a, uh, you know, dealing with, the, with these visitors so I was thinking oh I've become very popular all, all of a sudden no no I hadn't uh, so when I finally got a glimpse at it um, which was a good I think hour and a half after everybody else had known uh, I, can, I just you, and I caught the end you know, because the, the first message you read tends to be the last one, uh, and it's. Uh, but you're buzzing, uh, you know, and on your birthday as well. I think was the last one. I went, what are they talking about? So <laughs> I had to backtrack all the all the messages I got to find out. And it's a case of, uh, yeah, it's it's it, uh, we, it can't go wrong, can it? We just, I know it's got to wait for EFL approval, and and there is there is still that possibility. And while there is that still that possibility that it might uh, fall apart, I'm just. Wait until the inks dry on the, the, you know what I mean. Mm. Obviously, we all want it so badly, and we're that close, and the closest we've been, as you say, Mm. for for a good uh, few years now. So, yeah, let's uh, let's hope so. eh?
2: The the EFL approval stage is one that I mean, no one really knows how long it's going to take. I understand that process possibly started a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, And when asking relevant parties involved in the new lot, I was told how long is a piece of string. So we don't know how long it's going to take, but I mean estimates maybe a couple of weeks, hopefully. Well, traditionally the F- EFL have only for.
3: got one person employed, have not they? Mm. Because it's the same person <laughs> who then does the uh, the um, uh, bookings and the sending off uh, um, decisions. Uh, and so, you know, if he's on holiday or visiting relatives for the week, we're, we're stuffed.
2: Yeah. Well, he might be. Um, <laughs> Mark, Mark, how did you find out? Because uh, like so I I I obviously get I get the press releases from the club, and it flashed up on my phone. East Street's Investments, blah 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 blah, and I just in my head I thought, oh great, look, someone's Someone sponsored one of the dugouts again. I thought it was Bristol Street <laughs> Motors. And it's only when I read down it, I was like, oh, my God, th- this is actually happening. I mean, uh, it, it, took, it took me completely by surprise.
5: Well, I was in the, um, in the kitchen working and phone buzzed. And sometimes I look at it and sometimes I don't. And it was a cryptic message from a friend of mine. And I thought, that's, that's odd. So I swiped straight to Twitter and saw a tweet from Big Dave. And said, you know, it's happening. And then I was like, "This is crazy." So my thumb went crazy. I ignored what I was doing in the kitchen. You know, there was things burning, smoke going off. And, <laughs> and, thinking, and, and here's the result. I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't care. And then tracking it down. And to be honest, I, um, there were tears. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to work away. And people were thinking, are "You are okay, chef?" And I'm like, you, "You can't explain to somebody what that moment felt like. I mean, mm-hmm. it, uh, you, you just can't." Because I think unless you've been part of the fan base who have suffered for the last x amount of years with false hope and insecurities and everything was, was going on to have that, that one moment where you go you know this is it this is finally happening so for me it was you know when I got home and said to uh, my wife about it and I said you know I, I found it hard just to not be emotional mm. all day about it which is strange in a way but I think it's perfectly understandable
2: yeah oh, so. oh 100% I mean that was I mean my heart was racing when I like to say when I first saw the message but when when you sit down you, you, you get over the shock and the excitement you sit down five minutes late and you, and you think about what as a fan base we've been through over the, the last was it five just coming up to five years now isn't it so it it does take you back. We've been through a lot under this ownership, and and to a football club that's obviously so close to all of our hearts to finally be coming out at the end of, of, of a difficult period. And, you know, on the pitch, things perhaps are, you know, that they're certainly, certainly looking up. You know, we, we've had that promotion. There's certainly a solid foundation there. There's a manager who knows exactly what he's doing. All these things. And then now we just needed that one extra bit to just put this horrible era behind us. And you think of the arguments, the protests, you know, people falling out with their own mates over stuff like this. All of that could be about to be behind us, Lewis, and and that that was that's what when when I really sat down and thought about it, that's what really sort of brought it home to me.
4: It's uh yeah, it's it's just incredible. I mean, as you say, there, it's not it's not just like it's it's been rough on the pitch. Everything has been a bit of a downward spiral from the moment they walked in the door. You know, we had it with you're not just looking at poor results. You're looking at players coming in that nobody had heard of. You're looking at managers being overruled by owners. You're looking at fan protests at at every game you know people on the pitch I'll never I'll never forget the scenes at that that Burnley game and we we people are all, all over the pitch and and we're heading back into league 1 and we and we're going backwards and they promised so much coming in with the we want to be a championship side with Premier League ambitions then we found ourselves in league 1 two two seasons after that struggling in there they, we went through managers again with with Russell Slade and and the recruitment was off there and then all of a sudden Lee Bowyer's come in a, a bit of a Charlton man, and under such ridiculous constraints, has managed to turn the good feel factor around for the whole club. And we had that—you know—we had the one of the best days I imagine of, of many, definitely mine, but many Charlton fans' lives back in May. And the feeling on Friday when I saw that news on the train was was as it was. Uh, we had a conversation a few days before me and my mate saying, "I'm so gutted. I'll never feel the happiness I felt at Wembley ever again." And then. Two days later, that news pops up on your phone. And honestly, I was sat on a phone I, I, on the train. I could not stop shaking. I yeah. didn't know what to do. I was refreshing it to see if it was a parody account. I was yeah. looking at every single media outlet I could to see if it was real. I was trying to see if there was anything on the chart and website. And it had crashed because everyone was doing the same thing. And, you know, I really, really, I really do pray. And I touch every single bit of wood I can see to hope that there are no more bumps in the road. And this could really be it for us. Because if any football club on this planet deserves a break, it's us. Because... Yeah. We've made our own luck recently. We've had no support from anybody. And Boyer has really pulled everybody together, rebuilt a club with, with no support at all from above. And now could be the time that he gains his security that he deserves, the players gain the security that they deserve, and we as supporters can finally put that mm. chapter away yeah. and move on.
2: Yeah, once, once I decided how I needed to celebrate as well, it's Friday. I was going to get a cappuccino on Friday, and I went for a large instead of a medium. a special day. reckless yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about... Let's talk about what we know about the the makeup of the new consortium then, because we don't really know... A great deal about them yet, if we're being honest. So, um, obviously, East, St- East Street Investments. As soon as you hear that, you think, "Oh, they've, they've done a bit of research there." That's that's thirty seconds on Google because you know you find that the, the street that the club were formed on now, yeah. East Moore Street, but it's down at uh, down near the Thames Barrier. Uh, well, the East
3: Street Mission was the uh, was the catalyst, wasn't it, for, for starting the club?
2: So you, you hear you hear something like that, you think, "Oh, that's that, that's a nice touch," but yeah. you, you want to know more about it. So you go into you know, looking at all the, the club website. So Matt Southall was the man who's going to be the chairman. He was here yesterday. We'll talk more about him uh, in a few moments' time. Turned out, as soon as, soon as the, the story broke, I then got a text from Molly Groom saying, you know, he's been following you on Twitter for a while. So he's done Yeah, he, he's, he, uh, he's, he's done a bit of homework, this guy. Um, so,
3: well, I'll be checked up
2: on whatever you put out. Yeah, well, can <laughs> yeah. imagine, yeah. <laughs> but um, then, now, this appears to be the real money man. So we're going over to Abu Dhabi now. Um, His Excellency Tanun Nimir is the director. Um, so yeah, going what, the, what it says on the club website is the chairman of a of a big business over there, which is part of the office of Sheikh Saeed bin Tahoon Al Nahan. I mean, if I'm being honest, that meant nothing to me. I try to do a little bit of research on that, and it's quite hard to find out too much about it. But as soon as you hear the words. Abu Dhabi, and of course this guy is going to be the majority shareholder in East Street Investments, so he's he is effectively the owner, the new Roland, I guess, is, is what, is what hopefully not literally, but <laughs> what you're looking at, so when you hear about that and then you look at, I mean, again, there isn't much out there, but you look at what's online so far, you know, money, 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 you know, they're going to be replacing the water and the taps with oil, because that's how rich we are. <laughs> yeah,
3: which would taste lovely. Yeah. Um, it, it's a tough one, because... Um, you don't know um, Tanu Namir is the uh, is the chairman of the of the office and runs <coughs> oversees the running of of 60 companies um for the sheik basically it's the um the sheik um, tanunul so um the sheik himself is worth they say 18 billion the nine family is the richest family in 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 that what the region shall we say uh 150 billion but you don't know to what extent that family or the Sheikh himself has in the East Street the, investments. You know, you know, yeah, you know the, that Tannu and Amir is, yeah. and he runs their companies for yeah. them. The, I don't, so, I mean, you, you, you wouldn't expect that mm. for running their companies for them, they wouldn't have some yeah. influence. Oh,
2: or, certainly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the only thing I've been told again by someone on the side of the of the new people is that we need to be aware it's not the family that own us; no. it is the chap here, Tanun Namir, who, who will be the owner, and not the family. But what, what the difference is between that? Because, like say, you know, I mean, that again, that, that may well come out in the wash. That may, may well be what the EFL have to look into. They need to know where the money comes from. They need to know how these things work uh, as well. There's a third director or a second director as well called Jonathan Heller, um who's uh, the CEO of the Abu Dhabi Business Development so I, I do wonder if, if if he's going to be director and obviously a CEO is a job that's going to need filling over here so if he's the CEO over there will he be involved with that we don't don't really know yet so I did obviously spend as so, soon as we got over the initial shock on, on Friday morning and the excitement and the extra large cappuccino which that fuels me to, to <laughs> spend the morning on the phones and to try and find out what I can and you know Matt Southall was pro- probably the easiest name out of the lot to try and research because he's the only one who seemed to have a real presence in in English football in a way uh, before, before Friday uh, in terms of uh, his name was linked with a uh, takeover at Aston Villa back in I think it was summer 2018 I've since been told that was a very Fleeting interest, and, and apparently there wasn't too much in that. Uh, but more notably, his name, uh, his face was seen around the time that Lawrence Bassini was trying to take over Bolton Wanderers earlier on this year. Now, Lawrence Bassini used to own uh, Watford a few years ago. I think that's sort all of ended in in a bit of tears, and the takeover at Bolton was, was a bit farcical as well. So then, was, so then you see Matt Southall's linked with that. So I try and work some phones and see if anyone knows anything, but it's hard to get any real information about. What his role would have been in, in that in that consortium? How close he is to Bassini. I don't. I mean, Bocini doesn't seem to have anything to do with this thing. We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> but it, so that that's all we. And so what we've effectively got here with Matt Southall is, well, we'd like to know more about you then. Uh, you're a bit a clean slate. Let's see what you, you've got to offer.
3: According to the press report, he's he, he comes across as a sort of um, go-between guy between mm. Middle East companies and, and the UK. So uh, and therefore probably a facilitator between. Uh, Interested parties and things up for sale, so i 'm hoping and i don 't know um, because uh, and probably will never know, but quite what um, to what extent he has uh, connections with people um, who own these places uh, who have the money, like pissini or, or even the the, the one at, uh, at Watford, i don't know um, or a villa sorry i don 't know so is he just somebody who knows people mm, uh, that, that and that seems, that be seems case, to it, be yeah. the more likely explanation
2: mm. so what happens next, I guess, Mark, is we now, so obviously we've got to wait for them to, to get the EFL approval, but as a, as a club, we'll be thinking about, well, where, where do we want to go next? What do we want to see from these people? What do they want to do? They've obviously tried to make a good impression uh, so far. So, um, you know, we're all laughing about the pies in the press room, but that was a nice <laughs> touch because, you know, we haven't been fed for a while and, uh, Given us, they were those, like vultures in there, yeah, so oh, they, they disappeared yeah. in about half Scoop. an hour. Scoop hasn't eaten for two years, <laughs> um, uh, so that was a nice touch. But you know, he showed his face. He went into into crossbars. He had his had his photo with a few people. I mean, I don't know if if any of you saw the video I put on on Twitter last night. He got a superb reception. Yep. Um, you know, all he's got to do is turn up and not be Roland Duchatel, and, and that's what he <laughs> get. And that, we've said that for years. All you've got to do Just is turn not up, be Roland, yeah. and and you'll get a great reception. But now now it's time for him to try and make his mark and try and steer this club in the direction that he wants us to go. So what would be job on day one, Mark?
5: Well, I think job on day one, he's already ticked that box. That statement which came out, which said, you know, they're the custodians, but it's for fans. And that, that was really touching for me. I mean, if that's Cobblers, you'd think, well, no, because that really like hit home with what they had to say, with like what we've gone through. Um, I think it's a case, you know, you, you have to walk before you run. You know, we, we don't think we're going to be minted because, one, that puts the price up of mediocre players. Two, you've got Steve Gallen there and him and Lee Boja are probably going to be looking at players who they can compliment us without going mad. I mean... You know, the only thing it'll be is that other clubs now know if we're going to be backed with money, you know, that could put another zero or another onto a a contract negotiation. You know, that will could go against us, but it's difficult. You know, I think the worst thing to think is, right, we're going to be challenging Man City in two years' time in a Premiership and then Champions League because we're going to have all this money because having money behind you doesn't automatically make you successful. Yeah. You know, you have to have the right base... Uh, for any club i mean we've got a fantastic youth system as we saw to some effect yesterday you know we've got a manager who gets for club we've got coaches who are getting the club and some, one or two players who play for us now he's thinking you know what johnny williams being an example take take a wage cut to come to play for us you know and you're thinking loyalty like that you reward mm. and like we said off air you know be one or two players who are mediocre who probably will realise the door's going to be hitting them on the bum as they leave. <laughs> so, you know, walk before you run. That's what, I, yeah, you know, and yeah. don't expect too much too soon. And
2: obviously, the main part of the stability is the manager, Lee Bowyer. Now, throughout the course of the, of the first part of this season and, you know, the, the summer where we saw that ridiculous situation where he left and then came back within the space of about 12 hours, uh, linked with, with jobs elsewhere, wasn't it? it was, I can't remember. Huddersfield was one, mm-hmm. uh, Cardiff was, was another. That's going to go away now because. Uh, you know, the thing you've got to do first is sign up the manager, sign up the the assistant manager Johnny Jackson, sign up the goalkeeper coach, and sign up the, the head of recruitment onto proper contracts and build a foundation at the club.
4: Yeah, one hundred percent. They're they're all assets to this football club, and it just proves how good they are at their jobs, given the results that they've that they've produced in the in the conditions that they've had to work under. I mean, Lee Bowyer. The reason he's linked to all these clubs over the summer and, and continually now, you know, with the Cardiff job a couple of weeks ago and the Stoke job before that as well, it's because he's he's making a name for himself in the world of management. He, he came into this with no experience, with no real, you know, no real hunger to get into football management. I think he was quite happy fishing in France, and he's come over and he's building something special here in a club where he started his career as a youngster, and he's he's won everybody over. The the fans are all behind him. There's a real there's a really special feeling around that. And these new owners can come in now and they can really gauge that and, and use that to their advantage to make sure that they get everybody on side early doors. I mean, I I don't want to set my stall too high with what we can achieve because what has become quite special with this football club of, of recent days is is that we've got players that you know, we don't have any financial backing, right? And, and we, we create results and we, and we defy odds every week because of the, the type of player that we sign and, and the the mental attitude of those players that we bring in, the the Josh Cullens who you know he's on loan and he's a player that cares. You know he's somebody that gives a hundred percent every single week. Johnny Williams who decided to to take a pay cut to to stay here to show loyalty because he wants to play under Lee Bowyer. Lyle Taylor as well to an extent if that can get sorted. That someone that likes working under Lee Bowyer and, and could have gone somewhere else if he wanted to. And I don't want to lose that that core. I want I want to be able to have. The Charlton that we've all fallen in love with of late, the the Charlton that defy odds and 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 battle every time you know they come up against someone as, as an underdog and prove people wrong. I want to keep that Charlton nucleus, but I just want it to be properly supported by mm. by an ownership that care and someone that can engage with supporters who have suffered so much over recent years. You know, entice back fans that have boycotted and 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 get the get the valley bouncing again. Bring you know bring in the numbers. There's there's so much they can do, and I think the football inside, of course, we're going to need a bit of support because we see now. The injury situation, albeit I think it's incredibly unlucky, is is hampering us massively, and we are short in certain areas. But that squad is is a good, a, a decent championship squad, and I think the main thing that they're going to want to do when they come in is just secure everything else, get mm. the fans back on side, get people through the door, and secure their key assets so that we can all move forward and, and build from there.
2: Right, let's have a listen to the thoughts of the man who has uh, made the supporters fall back in love with the club uh, over the course of the last 18 months or so. Lee Bayer came to speak to Terry uh, after yesterday's game with Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, we'll hear his thoughts on yesterday's defeat later on in the show. Uh, but I, Terry did ask him about the takeover. The addict's boss says he already has had a dialogue with the new ownership.
6: I've met him in person and um, obviously spoken to to Matt over the phone. Um It's all positive. Uh, if, if they do get the green light, and then it, the, the club is sold, then, then um, what they're saying is it sounds good, and it's, it's the, the club's gonna move forward. Um, obviously, that's what the fans have been wanting for a while, and, and and I think they're gonna like what they hear once a takeover happens.
3: Was it uh, tough at all to uh, keep concentration levels, bearing in mind with, with everything else with the injuries and illnesses going on? Then you get that sort of news. Um, was it uh, tough at all to concentrate on the footballing side? No,
6: no, no. Um, but obviously, for us, the, the sooner it happens, the better, because then we know what where we're shopping in January. Um, we'd like do we need to know like what sort of budget are, are we working to. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we need to know. I, I, I know that it's not going to be, we ain't going to have crazy money, but we're going to have a bit, which is nice. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this we just we're going to have a meeting, meet some meetings next week, and start putting some plans together uh, for for when it happens.
3: Chalkburn's uh, uh, players and management like just a little bit of patience in this uh, difficult period because uh, what's coming could be uh, could be really positive.
6: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, like I said, if we get the green light, then it's all positive um, and we'll move forwards.
2: So there we go, Lee Bowyer. Um Clearly quite excited about what's going to happen. We're officially going to have a bit. Yeah, a bit of money. <laughs> um, we can't talk about numbers or anything like that. He's not going to come out and say, yeah, we're the new Man City. Um, <laughs> uh, naming your price and, and we'll pay it for a player. But, you know, it's, it's going to make a huge difference. That, that's the main thing. You know, we know we've been held back. Um, we, we somehow still got promoted despite the shortcomings of the previous ownership last season. But we know we've been held back this season and, and Bayer had to shop around a little bit. He's done very well to get a squad out there and you know, he's had horrendous luck with injuries so far this season. But as you he said, he, he, once, once the takeover goes through, he'll know where he's shopping and I'm sure his shopping you know, is it, it, it's, it's Aldi or, or Waitrose, isn't it? It's, it's a, it that, that could be what the difference is here.
3: Yeah, it, I mean, I think uh, it's more a case of a new... Beforehand, you know, if this takeover wasn't taken through, then there's going to be no business in January unless we sell someone. That was pretty much the way it sounded like. Uh, that uh, if Lyle Taylor went, we'd have some of that money then to reinvest in trying to trying to patch the the holes up. The difference now, by the sounds of it, is we don't have to sell anybody to to get any money in. So, so some money, a bit, will be available to uh, to strengthen the what is what is a, a really depleted squad. Because um, you know you, we're going to have some people back by the end of uh, next week, they reckon. But um, it's still going to be probably another two or three months before we get. You know, if nothing happened, bef- it'd be two or three months before we get anything like a, a strong squad back. So to be able to do that as early as possible in January, when the transfer window opens, is is huge. Mm. Um, and I by the sounds of it, and I think, um, uh, Boya, I think to uh, reiterate what uh, what Lewis said doesn't sound like they're just going to go mad at the situation, you know, and, and just say, right, we're going to buy 20 players. I mean, I, I, I guess there's a whole financial fair play, fair play thing to uh, to consider as well when you're splashing any sort of cash. So um, it sounds to me like they're, they're going to try and do it properly uh, and a little bit studiously. So, uh, you know, we're not going to pull up trees, I don't think, in the first, you know, the next six months. But,
2: it's not going so. to be like Man City when all of a sudden they sign Robinho. On exactly, the, do you know what I mean? In the first transfer yeah, window.
3: And... Uh, um, I don't. You, we don't know whether Lee Bowyer does or not. Whether he's uh, he's just sort of uh, blowing smoke, and he actually does know what sort of money he's going to get, or um, you know, we don't know actually how much these guys have got and how much they um, they can invest immediately. It's
2: just the fact he turned up in that gold plated car. Well, so you today, <laughs> yeah. I think.
3: Look, going back to again to what Lewis said and, and Mark said. You know, we all sort of when we got the news were hands shaking, and you know, it's almost like. We've already had something quite spectacular as Charlton fans uh, at the end of last year. That we couldn't quite believe that. Um, That stuff like that doesn't happen to Charlton. Uh, Lee Bowyer and what he's done with Steve Gowden and Johnny Jackson and all the backroom stuff. That doesn't happen to Charlton. Uh, Not very often anyway. And certainly not too many times in our lifetime. So for something like this to happen so soon after Wembley, it's just... Tough to comprehend. It really mm. is difficult to comprehend. And I think that's why quite a few jump fans, I think, are probably just holding fire on really going mad with the celebrations, just to make sure that nothing goes wrong. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean that—that's that, one question. I guess we need to approach Mark is when Rowlands came in. I mean, everything was great. Oh, car new rich owner coming in. Oh, he's got this new philosophy. Oh, this this could be interesting. It'd be interesting how this works. I watched. I actually watched that meet the board video he, they made uh, at the start uh, earlier on today. I was trying to find some funny clips, but I couldn't couldn't really find anything appropriate. But you know, th- there, there has to be some caution from the supporters um, because we're in a situation that we we have been in before. Because when a takeover happens, you think, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna turn into the next man's we, we, you know, something great's gonna happen here, but and it doesn't always work out that way.
5: Yeah, true. I mean I mean we've sat here for the last five years, you know, on Sunday nights thinking what's gonna happen, you know, after Chris went and then we had a procession revolving through the doors of managers. You know, we we, we were a rudderless ship. We really were. And, you know, we've got that rudder back in Lee Boya. Um but like I just said I said before, and I'm only going to reiterate it, you have to walk before you call. I mean, anybody would be better than Roland. I mean, I'd, I'd really, we I think we had some list of people you'd rather have owned the club than him. And, you know, I think the Honey Monster was on there above him. <laughs> and it's, you know... So I think we've got to be... You're right, cautious to a point. But I think, you know, this is a time almost for us to enjoy it. Mm. So... You know why not enjoy it? Why not go? You know oh, what? yeah, no. It's-
3: don't get me wrong. It, if this, once it goes through and it's successful, no problem at all. I'm, yeah. I'm on the streets yeah. with a bottle of champagne. It's just that uh, it's that I don't quite can't quite believe this is happening. Type stuff. <laughs> I mean, it, you know that it, it, you're right. Anybody is better than what we've got. Anybody, mm. uh, and then we'll deal with that anybody once we've got them. Uh, it looks to, on the face of it that this is fantastic, and that's great. But until that, until that Inks trying on, on the contract and the AFL say yes, then I'm just, uh, I'm just a little bit guarded. Yeah,
2: and you, and you laugh, Mark, but you can guarantee that the Honey Monster would have ensured <laughs> that the uh, the youth team were fed breakfast. So he'd have come to summer games <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really. Um, Lewis, the, the takeover situation. Like I say. You you have to walk before you can run. You will have the, these nerves, but it is a case of I mean it's a huge weight off our shoulders to get rid of Roland. No matter what happens next, it it puts that period behind us, and that's important. And like I say, it's a clean slate. It's a start for it's a chance for something new to start here. And and you you, you can't underestimate how different it felt yesterday uh, around the ground. You know, I we we've lost games this, even this season where we've been sat in here. Bit miserable after because we got beat, but we were in here. We had smiles on our faces yesterday. <laughs> Bo Boia seemed in a good mood yesterday, which he isn't always after after a defeat. You know, everything just felt different yesterday. um And and as you always get with a new start and, and a fresh beginning, there's hope, and, and and that's what we need. Yeah, definitely.
4: It's it's a feeling that we as Charlton fans have. have- haven't had you know we haven't we haven't been able to hope we've we've gone into every transfer window over the last five years dreading what was going to happen you know we've we've grown we've attached to players that we've grown to love that we know we're going to lose in the summer and we've had to deal with that and now we're going to be able to sort of secure that a little bit and and make sure that things are financially backed correctly and and even all the way down to the like you say there you know we joke about like, the players like being fed breakfast and stuff like the the academy with the bottles of water and stuff like that There were so many things, and you have to look back. There is an incredible timeline of howlers from the previous regime that it's just incredible that we're going to be able to put that behind us because they are, some of them were just absolutely appalling. It makes me angry even thinking about it now, and the fact that it feels so surreal that we're not going to have to put up with that anymore because Mm -hmm. you almost become accustomed to dealing with it. You know, we have it, the amount of shows, the, the times we've sat in here thinking, Oh, what is it? What's Roland going to do this window? Oh, look, it's it's Tuesday. What's Roland going to put on the website today? We're, that's all gone now. We don't got to worry about that anymore, and, and we're going to be able to mm. to move forward. And you know, once once the owners, the new owners, have come in and put a hot tub in the studio and, <laughs> and, and all that, then it'll it'll do feel you, real. Remember how happy
2: we were when we got the new light. Exactly. <laughs> it's all going to go. We never up thought now. it was going to happen under Roland, but we did get a new light. To be fair, but um, <laughs> uh, right. Obviously, this is the the fans' show. Uh, done by fans, and we always read out your, your supporters' opinions. I've uh, been canvassing for opinions all day. I've also got a few uh, clips of audio uh, from supporters as well, and from the Supporters Trust, which we're going to hear later. I'm going to go straight into the emails. First of all, this one's from Samuel Day. It says, Roland out. It's hard not to get carried away until the EFL approves the takeover, but I hope the new owners are willing to invest money into the club and bring stability. Essential now to get proper contracts for Boya and the players. The potential of the club is massive. Hopefully one day we can get back to where we belong. Bring on 2020 when Roland's out we're on the drink uh, Joel- <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's from Samuel T- i tidy that last line up for you uh, this one's from Tom Mitchell evening fellas absolutely over the moon about the news that Roland has gone I've uh, stuck with the club through the worst of times and never let Roland's reign uh, turn me away from the club we love uh, can't wait to see Aguero playing up top with Taylor uh, have a good evening uh, that's from uh, Tom Mitchell this is from McSquared it says yet yeah, another disappointing result yesterday but the importance of that pales into ins- insignificance uh, beside the 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 fantastic news of the takeover and Roland's uh, long overdue departure. This season was always going to be about staying in the championship, so nothing has changed on that front. And hopefully uh, there'll now be some money to strengthen the Fred Bear squad in the transfer window uh, to help achieve that uh, and give Lee Bayer the contract he justly deserves. Uh, Now there is some hope for the future at last. Uh, Come on, you res. That's from McSquare. So that's just an inkling of some of the emails we've had in uh, already. We're going to be having your emails, your comments, your tweets, your uh on Live post as well over the course uh, of the evening but now I think I want to hear from the supporters trust now of course you know we know fully well about the the, the part that the coalition against Roland Duchatelet uh, played in the protests over the years and that whilst the, the supporters were very unhappy was what was going on here uh, the supporters trust was very much part of that supporters trust never really had the respect I imagine of Roland Duchatelet that they wanted they didn't get the dialogue that they wanted they did they weren't able to explained to Roland where he was going, or well, certainly wasn't listening. I think that's probably fair to say. That will be a big part of what happens next, and I'm sure if uh, it, it, you know if Matt Southall's paying attention, which he it appears he has been, he's been all over Twitter the last couple of days, um, he, he, he would have picked up on the fact that he knows he needs to communicate with the fans, uh, and the Supporters Trust will be a big part of that. Now, Steve Clark uh, is the Vice Chair of the Supporters Trust. I, uh, we uh, spoke to him on the phone uh, earlier on today. Uh, and he tells us that the new uh, chairman, uh, Matt Southall, is off to a good start already. I think we saw yesterday that our new chairman was in the uh,
0: bars and lounges, talking to people, talking to fans, engaging with them. And um, it's something we haven't had for five years, six years. So uh, yeah, that has to be a positive. Hmm.
2: So so where were you when you heard the news? Um, I'm sure, like, like most Charlton fans, when, when it came up on my phone, I was... In a little bit of shock. What was, what was your initial reaction when you first saw it? <laughs>
0: um, I got, actually got a message from my daughter about it, so that was what first uh, the first clue. Um, yeah, uh, well, I mean, we know things have been going on, and they seem to have been going on for us, I don't they? and then suddenly, out of the blue, um, it was all a sort of a done deal, particularly with an organisation that we don't think were on the radar before, although we've had so many, it gets a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. But,
2: uh, yeah, well, no, obviously not a lot is known about the... The new owners just yet, really, an Abu Dhabi sort of based uh, consortium, I guess you might call it. Tanoon, T- Tanoon Namir appears to be the, the main money man behind them. And what, what have you been your sort of initial reaction behind the, the the people that have bought us, or is it probably slightly too early to tell yet?
0: Yes, it, it, we, we don't know. And, and I think as football fans, and particularly having been bitten a few times ourselves and seen so many others, we're always a little bit sceptical. Um, I think there are three positives for me to come out of it, really, um, at least at this stage. And reason to be sort of optimistic is you know, it appears that the organisation has a significant amount of money. How much is available to spend on Charlton, of course, we don't know. But certainly, you know, to run a, a, a top level professional football club these days is a very expensive exercise. And they seem to have the money to do that. Um, they come from football background the people involved no football and no English football so that South was was on the Junior books at blackburn wasn't he and has been in football so so you know one of the great problems was his satellite well he didn't know anything about football wasn't he that was his biggest issue and then thirdly they've made all the right noises about fan engagement and about wanting to do the right things and you know as i say we don't yet know how that will work out but it's been a good start and i think we should certainly give them the benefit of the doubt um but we, we you know we're not being completely naive we understand that you know, we we have, you know, there have been problems in football previously when things have looked very good and they've gone wrong. But mm. hopefully, this will, might be
2: one of them. Well, what would you be? What would be your main hopes for this the, this new consortium, the East streets investments? What what, what can you hope that they can sort of do, perhaps in, in let's say the first the first year? What, what would you hope they can they can do in when when they first start at the Valley?
0: Okay, well, I mean, the first thing I think, which I think everyone everyone's saying, isn't it, is to get the management team, all four of those key management people, signed up. the very um probably being the most important, if, if any of them are, but um, get them on sensible... Um, I think Lebo, you said earlier in the year, when dis- discussing his previous contract, he just wanted it to be fair, you know, and I think, you know, came on a proper championship-level contract with all the various, you know, bonuses, etc., included, um, and, and the same with the others, so you've got the sort of a stable base to it. We do need to bring some players in. I, I tend to think with our current injuries, any however well funded any club would be they'd still struggle because we've had so many but we have got some some shortages around the pitch and we do need to bring some faces in January is difficult but hopefully they'll do something then but certainly for next summer isn't it I think, I think the main aim as you say within the year is that next summer we have a management team who are sort of stable we have some new findings who are going to enhance the team and make us competitive in the championship and you'd like to think this time next year we're in that battle for those top two positions or, or playoffs. So, you know, top eight or or something, you know, I, I, it's, it is very competitive and there are a lot of other very well-funded clubs, so mm. let's not pretend it's going to be easy, but let's at least be in there competing. I think that would mm. be a good, for me, That would, I'd be very happy with that.
2: And I guess something that there has been a problem over the course of the last few years has been perhaps uh, engagement with the fans and as, as the <laughs> Vice Chair of the, the Supporters Trust, I guess that... The, the, the trust will be an organisation that are the, going to try and make sure there is a good link between this, this new ownership and the supporters.
0: Yes, and, and, and I think we've, you know, again, it's it's, it's well documented, you know, tell- all football fans, all clubs have got fans who've got a lot to offer. I think Charlton particularly, because I think we've got a history of it, as we all know. Um, and and it's, it's a great free resource, isn't it? I mean, you know, we're not expecting the club to do exactly as we would like, because I'm sure they've got their own plans. But at least listen to us, at least understand why you know what we're suggesting and why we're suggesting it, and and then you know hopefully incorporate some of that into what they're what they're doing. Um, particularly in terms of, of developing the crowds, and we know, you know, the f- favourite work of the target ten thousand, as it used to be all those years ago, and then target forty thousand, um, did you know, did a lot of excellent work about, about increasing the, the numbers coming into the valley, and it would be good to see that again because it wasn't a bad crowd yesterday, and the, this season the crowds have been okay, but it would be nice to see them consistently over twenty
2: thousand. Mm. And just finally, I mean, we saw uh, the reaction that Matt Southall got as he walked through crossbars. Before the game yesterday, he's clear. He clearly comes in in credit, and I think purely because he isn't Roland Duchatelet, But I guess this is this is a real chance for for a fresh start for for the club.
0: Yes, I I say it's not difficult to get on to to, to make good progress at Charlton as an owner now, is it? Because of what you're following is is not a hard act to follow in any way. Um, But as I say, I I think the key thing with, with with him and with with the new people is that they do know football. I mean he understands football. He knows what fans want and what fans are like and, and there will be some fans you know we'll all be moaning about something at some point, I'm sure. You know, we know that if we get, you know, excellent good players in that they're gonna be you know, maybe losing some of those again over the, over time and all those things. We're never going to be completely happy with everything. But he seems to get it and, and yesterday I think was a was an absolutely the right thing to do. I mean he could easily have come along. I'm sure he's got a huge amount on his plate. He's obviously any chairman has got the visiting club's dignitaries to look after as well. But he made the effort to get into the bars and mingle with the fans. And um, as I say, I think he get, you know, deserves credit for that because it was you know, clearly the, the, the best thing he could do.
1: Hold up. What was that?
7: Post your free job on slash achieve today.
8: Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Johnny. Oh, it's Oh, Oh, he's Oh, Patrick Barr.
9: You absolute German beauty. Dreamlight. Johnny has gone. With seconds remaining. We've done it, too. Get in! Come on! What That's a time no to be scary. here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my <laughs> word!
2: Charlton live. Uh, Terry was making similar noises when he read that press uh, that press release on the on Friday, <laughs> won't you tell? Yeah. Uh, great Absolute to hear, Beauty. Or <laughs> yeah, great to hear from Steve Clark there uh, from the Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust. I guess one thing we haven't really talked about yet, Lewis, is this is the end of what has been what three, four years at least of, of protest. You know, and you forget years. So it feels like so long ago when when the the black and white spell it out in black and white protest began. Um, you know, and it sort of morphed into the two percent thing, and then ended up in card. There was various different groups. the 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 Belgian twenty or Belgium twenty as well who went out there. You know, took their their fight overseas. You know, card as well went over there. There was all sorts of different protests that people did uh, online as well. Um, the Charlton fans have probably, you know. No one will ever forget what happened in in the return to the valley, the, the valley party, and all, all that. But when you look at what, what's happened over the last three or four years in terms of protests here at the club, I mean, again, that'll be something that you know, fifty years from now, people will still be talking about.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, our fans have to take a huge amount of credit, and especially the the organisations that were created. You know, you, you have to look back to it was Joe Reed, wasn't it, that created the the black and white with Ben the, Hayes, yeah. uh, Ben Hayes, yeah, with the with the scarves. Um, back when we first started the protests and I think I was back at the Nottingham forest. It was obviously years and years ago now, but it's, it's gone all the way through, you know, a lot of planning went into those protests and it would have taken a lot of time out of, the, out of their lives to create that stuff. You know, we had the, the mock funeral all the way through to the big balloons down the street when we played Brighton and, and getting them involved with protests and, and the pigs and, and everything else that we've, that's been missiled onto the pitch over the last few years that uh was it was amazing and you have to look at that and think that although maybe the, those protests didn't play an immediate part in getting the club sold you have to look at it and think that too many club too many owners in football get away with with poor ownership and negligence and stuff and and us as supporters and, and organizations like card and uh, the Belgian 20 the women against roland and and all of that brought it to the headlines and and put it in the public eye and it was being talked about. You know, you look back at that Middlesbrough game with the mock funeral; they were all aware of that. You know, we're black and white. The beach balls. Everyone knew why we were doing it. And, mm-hmm. it, and it put it out into the wider press, and it creeped its way over to Belgium. That really upset him, mm-hmm. I can imagine. And
2: even today, there was a, there was an, a, someone. I think it was Rick put a, a clip of a, a news, uh, a little news video out in on a Belgian channel, and they were talking about Roland. And straight away, they showed the fans over there protesting in Roland, it embarrassed him in his home country. And you're right to say that. There was there was never going to be one protest where you turn up on a Saturday, you throw something on a pitch, and then goes right, I'm out, and he's gone the next day. Nah. It was a war of attrition that lasted over the years, got it in, you know, put him under pressure, and and eventually that that pressure told and 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 forced his hand and and made him think. And even if it did take forever, it made him think, I want to get out, I want to get out of this place.
4: Yeah, we we were patient as supporters, and and we persisted through through difficulty. You know, there were times where we did we would protest, and then. He came, you know, he came out. He hurt our feelings he, when he came out and said that fans don't care about the club and they want the club to fail and things like that. That you don't. I'm not going to pay attention to a lot that man says because I think he's full of rubbish. But at the same time, that hurts supporters. You know, mm. uh, any owner of any football club shouldn't be saying things about that against the people that bring in revenue to the football club, that travel up and down the country to support their team. People that you know, there are so many people that you see week in, week out that adore the football club you know we all we all do it and uh, with me I'm, obviously I'm a bit of a younger generation fan but this is historic for me because I've been going to Charlton for a long time and the Premier League years the championship and stuff but nothing has been more out there than this than this period of of time that we've been through under Roland Duchatel, you know people sort of looking from the outside in sort of laughing at what's going on and, and then it gets to a point where actually they're like no this is ridiculous why is he not sold yet why is he not sold yet and it ticks over and, and it carries on and you end up talking about it and it almost just feel, feels like common knowledge and you just sort of accept that uh, we're going to be that basket case club that you know we're all behind them and when we play alright football and stuff like that but uh, we're never going to be able to excel because we're being held back and it's just like I want to go back to card and just say yesterday was was amazing like giving out those scarves and stuff it was so it was it was a proper a proper way to sign off. Yeah, because of course their, the, the, the symbolic
2: start of the protest was with, with the black and white scarves. Yeah. and Now we're returning to to, to write red and white, and yeah. and that was yeah, like I say, it was it was a great event. Uh, I was there when the, when the, when the supporters uh, were, were queuing up to um uh to, to receive those scarves, and and there was a, a lot of uh, of good uh, of people with good moods there. Um, uh, we're going to hear from some of them later. I spoke to you, James and Elise. Uh, uh, whilst they were waiting for the Scarves uh, we'll hear what they, they've made of the takeover so far right. email in from Martin and from Harley it says evening guys uh, I presume you're going to do your usual post-match talk not yet uh, maybe not so long tonight still ain't got on to it <laughs> but as long as you are, I'm sure you won't be able to resist moving on to the subject uh, that makes us smile and rightly so but don't miss the sheer excitement of the FA Cup third round draw is this year the drawing of a top six club that we can look forward to uh, as a potential talent that will join us in January uh, or knowing the luck are inevitable Gillingham away. Uh, as family we have stuck behind the team during the rat years but are genuinely looking forward uh, to the next uh, era uh, bring on the good times here yeah, FA Cup third round draws tomorrow is yeah, so you're in a weird situation now where I really hope we do get a big club because if still on the rolling I, think I hope we don't because don't, I don't want to get a penny out of it but there we go
4: get Man City away and have the Abu Dhabi <laughs> yeah, derby. <you> know, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's almost written in the stars that yeah. one isn't it? Right, yeah, uh,
2: Simon cool. Goldsmith hi guys it's uh, it's amazing in the atmosphere yesterday was great however as a Charlton supporter of more than 40 years I can't help but have a nagging feeling in the back of my head saying it's going to go wrong. After all, we are plucky Charlton. I look forward to being wrong on this one, and that we will have some amazing times ahead. On a more serious note, I was so disappointed uh, by some of our fans who started getting on the back of our players yesterday. Uh, they played their best. Uh, I guess Morgan Fox knew how that, how that felt. He didn't deserve the reception he got either. Yeah, I was surprised to see Morgan Fox booed yesterday, but uh, we won't we won't dwell on that. But yeah, cheers for, for your email, Simon. We will be talking about uh, the game uh, later on. Uh, Daniel says, uh, great show Uh, uh, as always. uh, I was in the middle of interviewing someone for a job when I saw the takeover news come up on my phone. As such, I couldn't go mental and instead just sat there smiling, looking delighted. I think the person we were interviewing must have thought they were doing brilliantly uh, because of my expression and they got the job. They didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's from uh, Dan in Dartford. If anyone was uh, interviewing for a job in the Dartford area uh, with a man called Dan, I've got some bad news for you. you don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) Right, David Todman uh, said, great news. Uh, I hope there is no issue with the EFL fit and proper procedure. I can't imagine a business uh, like this would announce anything if there was any possible problem for the future let's keep realistic expectations and rebuild the club the right way uh, right and Pete Roberts says hi I hope these guys have a little more business sense than our saviour Mark Hewler, in 1984 <laughs> who went straight out and bought ex-European Football of the Year Alan Simonson uh, thinking one player could turn things around thank goodness we have Steve Gallen Lee and Jackson uh, who have performed the miracle at the Valley that's cheers uh, that's Pete who's been Charlton since 1960 tell us a bit more about Mark Hewler, who, who was here in the <laughs> Hula years Mark Hulia was
3: uh, Hulia is that right yeah Mark Hulia he, um, he, he, he turned up and again yeah we all thought he was, he was our saviour because uh, he, he was going to drag us out of the, the sort of dark glickstein era uh, that we'd cut, that we'd sort of plummeted into um, and uh, he he bought he, well I don't know if he actually bought the club but he he, he took over the club uh, but the valley stayed in possession of uh, the uh, the glicksteins and uh, you're right. So uh, he thought the best way to ingratiate himself with the fans was to announce that uh, he was signing uh, Alan Simpson, European Football Footballer of the Year.
2: Well, if, if, if this new chap signs Ronaldo tomorrow, I ain't going to moan.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, I think we've been slightly better positioned this time than, than when uh, Simpson came because he was so far better than anybody else on the pitch that <laughs>
2: it was scary. Uh,
3: the trouble with Hullier was he was uh, he had champagne eyes and Coca-Cola pockets. That was the problem. <laughs> oh,
2: that's a shame. I can, I can just imagine a front two of, of Taylor and Ronaldo. I reckon they. they I reckon they work. Well well off each other, Mark? Do you think do you think? This <laughs> up? I mean obviously obviously we are sort of joking about, about this sort of stuff, and, and again you'll hear that when I speak to Elise in the interview. I make a choose between Ronaldo <laughs> and Messi, I think. Um but th- this is a challenge, I mean, if we go out and buy the right players in January or even you know, just to make sure that we stay up, then people will look at next year, Mark, and think. If we can build the right base with this management team that we know have have got now a proven track record of, of, of performing well, then we, next year could could be a real chance for us. It, it could. Um, Am I jumping the gun a little bit? Yeah, you are. Mm.
5: <laughs> Similar to that. Um, I think you've got to have you know a good dose of reality to go alongside all the um, dreams we all have for it. Um, I, it's, it's a funny thing because I was thinking about it when 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 read read all the news and said about it and one of the reasons I said I felt so emotional I said um, because it really wasn't thinking about me I was thinking about my boys mm. uh, because my dad brought me in 1983 his dad had brought him before him and I want to bring my boys in a couple of years when they we are old enough and I want it to be a legacy for a club because I'm thinking we, there's no reason we couldn't have Berry went out of business this season with a bad owner and bad management and thinking, if this hadn't come along now there's nothing to say about you know roland in his wisdom and could have bankrupted us and we could have been in a similar situation Mm. um you know so you've got to look forward to say right let's do it the right way let's still invest in youngsters it was something like we've only had like 71 games where we haven't had someone from our youth team come into it you know and are these players who you suddenly pay money for going to build into a philosophy which the manager has are they going to say you know what I'm I'm on x amount of money you've you've seen it in I mean we've seen it in premiership week in week out mediocre players on big money who don't particularly care and aren't putting in shifts because they're earning 200,000 a week or whatever you know I think it's uh, on a bigger picture of things you still want us to be you know still want us to be Charlton okay we're going to have better money behind us and can improve facilities as we go I mean I'm all for putting a roof over the valley at least I won't so get wet <laughs> but I think you've got to look at it in a in a sensible way
3: I think um, the, the one thing that gives me hope for that is that they're talking to Lee Bow, Um because he gets it he gets Charlton. Uh and if you if anybody was at the centenary dinner uh, the you had Kerbishley Lawrence and Powell up on the stand uh, up on the the, the of the stage. And they all said the same thing. And in fact, Lenny Lawrence said, this club is more, isn't more is so much as, a uh, doesn't just get into your blood, it's a cause. It's not a club, it's a cause. Mm. Uh, and that's how um, they approached it, and that's how they've always approached it, being being at the club. And they said that Lebo is approaching it in a similar way. <laughs> Getting players who buy into that cause, uh, the right type of players. And it looks like Steve Gallen gets it as well. Johnny Jackson certainly does. So I think the fact that they're talking to, to those to, to keep them uh, at the club means that those are the type of players we'll get. We won't get players who are just here for the cash. You know, assuming we have sort of some decent money to spend, um, they're going to buy players who, who are going to buy into it mm. and buy into Charlton.
2: Excellent stuff. Right, um, let's have a look at some more of your messages. CFC Pete says, I know the takeover hasn't actually uh, happened until the EFL approve it, uh, but I went to my first game at the Valley yesterday since the boycott. I just couldn't stop smiling, and I didn't really care about the result. What a happy day. Yeah, it's good, a good point, actually, people you know, returning from their boycott. Some people may or may already have. it. it welcome too home much, to all of them. But it's, they're, they're so welcome back. Uh, it's so important. I think, you know, no matter what side you were of on the boycott debate, you know, because obviously some people felt you should, some people felt you shouldn't. It Doesn't matter now. You know, everyone comes back together as one. Everyone who went away is welcome. Everyone who's always stayed is is equally welcome. I, I don't think it mattered before. I think everybody mm. had to
3: protest and and show their um um their feelings in whatever way they felt necessary, and mm. that meant <clears throat> for some not coming. And I get it. Um, it felt for others to be here and protest I get that, so everybody had their own way of doing it Mm. Um, there's no right or wrong I don't think it's, um, but, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, that they, um, they have the opportunity to come back was great
2: right Southwest Addict says uh, hope in the future stops us flogging our best players below value and having long term decision making strategies in place instead uh, not expecting us to spend 10 million pounds on players but to be sensible enough to keep the likes of Ariba Bauer and Grant at the club stick Boyer, Jackson and Taylor on proper contracts and allow us to grow into Becoming a force in this division, Mendonkrenaster says surely the takeover has to go through. Uh, Friday was like uh, when you were one of those. Where where were you when Kennedy was shot? Moments. <laughs> uh, Mendonkrenaster adds that they weren't born. Um, when Kennedy, was, unless they met on Friday, in which case well, that, uh, they've done well to have tweeted quite Kennedy, then, Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the sense of relief, shock, and emotion. Unless that's some sort of alibi, is just saying? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I was on board, wasn't me? Yeah, uh, it's still <laughs> sinking in. Uh, there's lots of things that need fixing at our football club. I really hope these guys can do it and bring the club. Back together again. Any news uh, on unfit players returning? And just out of interest, six games to play in December, three at home, three away. How many points do you think we'll pick up? Uh, well, Taylor might be back Saturday, um, which will, again, we'll, we'll, we'll get more onto the football just towards the end of the show. Uh, but yeah, excellent message, Mendonca announcers. I believe it wasn't you with the Kennedy thing. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, 801912601 uh, says, Any news on what Matt Southall had to say yesterday? Uh, and I hope the reception that he received in crossbars was appreciated. Uh, been really impressed by Alfie Doughty in the last few games. Uh, do you know what length his contract is? I don't actually have to top my head up. I'll probably be able to look that up uh, later on in the show. Uh, yeah, Matt Southall, we mentioned his um, reception that he's got uh, in, in crossbars yesterday. If you have a look on my Twitter page, um, you can see, you can see, he got standing ovation. He had his, had his photo taken with Vince, which I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let don't just let don't Vince, let him snog you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't let Vince put you off. Um, anyone who knows Vince will know he's a proper proper Charlton fan and a great character. Um, but um, yeah, it was, he, he seemed to appreciate what he got. He was all he was liking a lot of he, tweets. I think, on he, yeah, didn't he tweet out that he was? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, he, was, and he, and he, he did was tweet. Overwhelmed by yeah, the, he, the reception. Yeah, he tweeted a, a thank you and stuff. Um yeah I mean obviously they are not going to say anything we're not going to be able to speak to Matt until everything's official obviously you know I can assure you that various people have been getting in contact with various other people to make sure that stuff can happen when when stuff when when times go through um but I um, I know that Matt has appreciated the uh, the warm welcome uh, that he's received from uh, from from the Charlton supporters so far right Rodders 22 said first and I went to bed with the thought that we are facing Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday with practically the whole team out feeling depressed about the injuries Uh, not the effort of the players, and wanting us to be sold. Woke up just after 9am on Friday with a text from a friend to say we've been taken over by East Street Investments. he said, my first thought was interesting name Andrew Muir obviously knows the history and then only to be told it was Arabs, I had tears in my eyes tears of joy, I immediately thought I don't give a bleep about Saturday now, we have got our Charlton back, I couldn't stop smiling in the next 24 hours I went to see Magic Motown on Friday night and enjoyed that, World Cup on Saturday uh, felt similar to when we got back to the Valley in 1992, the dawn of a new era, ever since Friday morning it's sunk in that Boyer will stay, there'll be no worries there, Uh, we can look to sign Cullen as long as Cullen wants to come, Uh, we don't have to sell the likes of Doughty ever again unless a big club come in for him Uh, let players go for nothing or for cheap it was so lovely to see so many happy faces again around the valley I came away positive in that yes for the next four weeks it's going to be tough but we will sign players in January I've been a supporter since 1986 and my god we deserve to have new owners like this finally special praise to each and every one of us to the boycotters to the protesters who got off their bums to go to Belgium etc to Boya and all the management team and supporters alike who've got behind this team thank you you and enjoy the ride ahead that's a great message there lovely stuff from uh, rudders uh, 22 and then finally on uh, the forum for now up the valley uh, says looking forward to tonight's show as long at long last we have some good news and once hopefully it's cleared by the efl we can dream again where we go from here is anybody's guess. Excellent stuff, right? That's a few messages from the Charlton live uh, Charlton live forum. Uh, now I want to play you some vox Box. I did when I went out to uh, speak to supporters before the game yesterday. So I caught up with uh, James uh, and Elise. Uh, outside, they were waiting to pick up their free scars. Uh, you may remember Elise, she she's the young girl who bought us some Aldi cider earlier <laughs> <Good laughs> in the girl. season. Yeah, she 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 knows she she knows what's right. And um, uh, so I spoke to both, and we we'll hear from James first. Uh, I asked James how he felt uh, when he heard the news of the takeover.
10: Shock. Um, it's been a long time coming, and you know, to actually see this day and bring the family is uh, something immense. You know, just hope really, we could have a massive party with a nice victory today to, to seal it all
2: off. All right, well, what were your initial reactions as well to the to the new owners? I mean talk of there being a fair bit of money behind them, did you think that's what the club needed at this point?
10: Champions League in a few years would be great, <laughs> win it. Um, no yeah, it'd be nice to have a bit of investment in the club. We need it, you know, training grad needs doing up. You know, as Boy was saying in his little interview the other day, you know, it's a bit looking a bit shabby now, but you know, hopefully, get a new signing, get all the contracts done. You know, Bowie, uh, Taylor, get them signed up quick.
2: Yeah, because I was going to say one of the first things they've come out and said is that they're supporting the Boya. Uh, they're going to back in with what he's trying to do. How big, how big uh, an announcement was that for you?
10: Massive, massive. I mean, for the, the statement they came out with, meant a world to me. You know, it's not just me, but all the other supporters to say now nah. they're going to back the side and to actually say they're going to put supporters first. It's immense. I just can't believe it. It's a dream come true.
2: Is there any any doubts at the back of your mind of course? I guess when, when Duchatelet first came in all those years ago he was welcomed and people looked to the future with, with, with some sort of hope. Is there is there anything that you, that you worry about or are you just gonna sort of sit back and see what happens?
10: It can't be worse than where it has been. <laughs> you know, we've done extremely well considering what's you know, what he's been doing to the club but you know, all I can see is just positive things, you know. Again, you know, when you've got new owners coming out and with that statement, I'm um, just hopefully they can uh, stick to their word.
2: What Would you hope will happen in January?
10: Uh, Taylor signs of a new deal and keep Boya and uh, Jono, Johnny. But yeah, so hopefully get everyone signed in. Give give them a pen.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
2: Did you think this day would never come?
1: No, I'd never think it would come, yeah. but it finally
2: came. Yeah. Um, what have you made of the? the, the statement so far by the new owners obviously it's not o- quite over the line yet but they, they've, they've come out they said they're going to keep Lee Boyer as well they said they're going to try and connect with the fans what did you make of that?
1: I thought it was actually it was quite good
2: yeah. what are your hopes for the new ownership what do you, what do you hope that they can achieve here at Charlton?
1: Uh, we go up
2: yeah <laughs> and uh, the connection between the, the supporters the clubs and uh, and the fans as well is that, is that something that's important? Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, and uh, so if if Cheltenham now end in, uh, into January with an unlimited pot of money, which international superstar do you think we should sign?
1: I don't really know.
2: <laughs> Ronaldo, Messi, which one would be best?
1: Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo probably. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, the most important thing though from from the original statement is that they're going to back Lee Bowyer, and obviously he's he's done a very good job so far. So are you pleased to to see that?
1: Yeah, very pleased.
7: and bringing the ball forward short good challenge from Cullen yes. wins it back for Chong. can it come to Williams Williams dives in gets the ball Williams on his feet on a run Williams ball inside to Gallagher it's good Gallagher shooting shots Gallagher! Yeah. Scores! Oh, man. and with Charles first short goal the Addicts take the lead all down to the work and the determination of Johnny Williams inside to Conor Gallagher whose first touch was great and the finish was excellent and John have an
9: unlikely lead
2: Welcome back, it's Charlton Live and we're in December now, so I'm going to be playing that on every show. <laughs> <aren't I>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, we've just, uh, Mark Newbury's gone home. Uh, thanks to Marcus, obviously, uh, as we know, he can only stay out to 8 o'clock because he's got the, he actually has the kids with him today.
3: He turns back into a pumpkin as well. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. He t- so he turned up, he turned up with the cake um, and then he said, I'm just going to go out and get the sprouts. <laughs> And I was fully expecting him to come back with some actual sprouts. Taking sprouts, he's a, he's, yeah. a chef, yeah. he? he's a weird chef. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, he's taking the, uh, the the kids back home now. His wife was here. We didn't just leave the kids in a random room at the valley. but uh, it is time for their bedtime. But thanks a lot to, to Mark Newbury for coming in uh, for this evening's show. Thanks to James and Elisa we just heard from them as well. I and mean, you can hear James in particular... Uh, and, and you know the pair of them really. There's so ex- you, there's so much hope now amongst the supporter base, and we're we're seeing that in the messages we're getting in this evening as well, Lewis. And that that has been a real a real change in how the supporters feel because you know, like we say on the pitch, we know we know what we're going to get. We're going to get a team that's going to fight and battle for us in in the mould of their manager. But you you just wish that he'd get the help that he needed, and and he's going to get that now.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's it's that big sigh of relief. Not even just for us, but I imagine for for Lee Bowyer. Um, he's somebody that's uh a, has a sort of wheel and deal. I think he's said many a time now that to, to get the players in that he believes are gonna strengthen us without any kind of budget or support, being smart in the loan market and the free agent market to bring in players that he feel can improve us, promote youth players that potentially might not be ready but have come in and really proven themselves. You know, the likes of George Lapsley last season especially I would like to see him all this season obviously he's been he's been injured but Albie Morgan as well um, and Alfie Doughty has been mentioned on those in those tweets. There, people coming in and and doing a shift. So it's going to be nice now. Take a little bit of pressure off of those players because we have we have had to blood you know bloody youth players early, and sometimes we've seen that it can be a negative thing. We saw that effect on Carlin mm. during this regime. Actually, when Bob Peters was here, um, and it'd be nice now that we know we're going to be able to strengthen properly. In the windows, we know that we're not going to lose key players in windows, unless big money bids come in. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not silly. I know that some big clubs will be sniffing around some of our some of our players. You know, we're not going to go out there now and stump up fifteen million and sign Conor Gallagher on a permanent. I know that, but the the little player, you know, the players that we keep now, the Johnny Williams is that have come in and, and sort of rebooted their career through struggle. You know, he's he's been injured for a long time, and he's come here to prove a point. He's performed like outstandingly when he's been in the side and he showed loyalty in the summer to come back here and, and make a name for himself. And it's so important to have that. There's just so much relief around the place. And honestly, i have just like reading through Twitter at the moment, seeing everybody's tweets and stuff. It, it makes you emotional because you see just how much it means to everybody. Yeah. It's quite overwhelming, but it's, it's just a, an amazing feeling.
2: Yeah. Well, let's have a look at some of those tweets that came in. Connor Nutley says, just think how happy us teenagers are that didn't see the good old days of Charlton uh, that my dad goes on about. Uh, he, uh, I only really remember the Roland era. Can't wait to uh, for the new era of Cholton to see what that brings. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think, you know, all of us, you know, old timers in, in this studio of, of relative degree. <laughs> um, you know, there, there are there are people out there who probably only started going in the last three or four years. You know, maybe in their formative years of Chelten. You know, I was lucky in my formative years. We, we were knocking around in the championship. Curbs was manager. Was, you know, it was, it was good days. We get in the playoffs sometimes. Sometimes we wouldn't. Then I had the Premier League years. You know, Terry. Obviously, you had the post war
3: years which are, um, yeah yeah, well, yeah a year after i um yeah nearly two years after I uh, first started watching, we got relegated so mm. I've pretty much uh, lived through uh, quite a bit of grief mm. so um uh the last but the last four or five years uh, i think uh yeah you'd have to say uh, have been the darkest times i mean all right you, we had the 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 glixstein Hullier thing and then the almost you know b- bankruptcy enclosure um but and then Sellers uh, of course. Uh, and that was bad, but I don't know whether, whether it's because we then became, I wouldn't say a proper, a proper club, but we then harnessed the fans, mm. um, came back together, got back to the valley, and just from from that period forward, um, we just seemed like a club that had stability, that was going somewhere. That and I didn't mean you know winning the Premier League or anything like that, but you know just had that sort of feel of being a proper football club and a family yeah. football club and a community football club and that f- the, f- the feeling that that's been ripped out or at least been attempted to be ripped out in the last five
2: years but it feels like we've wasted wasted what we had before no, I mean, I mean don't you. forget we had problems before Dushat came yes. in I mean but to to to, to, to have lost the Community spirit. I think to have to have so much bad blood between the the club and as the supporters and, and I wouldn't say the club as such, but the regime, the regime. Was, mm, exactly. was was so disappointing. And, and I really hope that that comes to an end now. Right, Spencer uh, tweets in the takeover is fantastic news. Once we get the players back, we will start to climb the table uh, with the new owners back. And in January window, Bayer can go and get the players that he wants and he needs. Richard Holmes says the excitement is unbelievable, but we should try and keep our feet on the ground. Staying in this league is still overachieving. We're We're We are overachieving Uh, These Vibes uh, have to stay and not be replaced uh, by inflated e- expectations based on our new ownership. Yeah, I mean, because if, if the takeover gets ratified by the EFL tomorrow, we're still going to have all these injuries. We're still going to have players <laughs> that, sick, yeah. and we still won't be able to do anything about it into, until January. Right, 100% Charlton says. So please, uh, for the future of this club and our supporters, that the pending sale is so close, still waiting for that EFL approval, but surely it's a done deal now. Uh, Boyer and Taylor need new contracts, and hopefully some new arrivals in January to help out. So happy it's over. Uh, up the Reds. Cliff Scale, I'm still stunned uh, by what has happened. Just unbelievable news. Bayer, Jackson and Gallon will finally get the contracts that they deserve and we will have money to spend in the window. Yesterday, the boys battled so hard uh, it was very harsh to score line but in the end, uh, we will bow- bounce back. Right, uh, right. Bill says, uh, like Oshilaja's head, we're rather massive. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the club now to take over. Uh, Ant uh, says, uh, "Big fingers crossed that the EFL will allow this takeover to happen." No spanners uh, in the works, hopefully. John says, "Cheltenham reserves losing to Wednesday didn't dampen my mood." Uh, I'd like to know if the new owners are as rich as I've seen on the forums. If so. It sounds very promising. Uh, Will Bolland says, what did I tell you at the start of the season? What did I tell you last season? What did I tell you the previous season? Keep the faith. We may have lost yesterday, but I've never felt more positive about our future bracket subject to EFL approval. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah Saunders said, I just couldn't believe it. I thought this day would never come. Merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas. <laughs> Tanun Nimur's Barmy (laughs) Army (laughs) says, I thought the day would never come and now things only look positive. Obviously, pending EFL approval, but from what Bose has said, uh, things definitely... Seem on the up. Chicken Fried Kentucky said one signing in January and signing Bose and the team Taylor and Williams on extending deals uh, will do me nicely. Obviously, if we're still struggling for injuries, bringing some more bodies, uh, but I wouldn't ask for too much money or transfers uh, at this stage. Uh, Sebo says all I can say is good riddance to the rat. Uh, Tanun Nimir's Barmy Army's back says seeing Matt South will like in fans' tweets left, right, and centre. Uh, makes me extremely optimistic. I mean, it doesn't take a second to like a tweet, but it's just about getting off on the right foot. And like I say, that that's what Matt seems to have done or, or tried to make sure he's done so far.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, such little things like the thank you he put on Twitter yesterday, just retweeting a picture of himself in the mm-hmm. in the fans bar meeting and greeting people. You know, it, like you say, it takes a couple of seconds, but he didn't have to do it, and he yeah. has, and it's it's nice because we've been used to having nothing, you know, absolutely nothing, and I, to see someone in and about the fans bar shaking hands with yeah. supporters and singing I mean, I mean hello. What,
2: what Matt needs to know is that the only other thing that. The, you know, the supporter base that everyone who comes to the ground wants to see is working Wi-Fi in a press <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And if yeah, he can make that the yeah. next thing after the pies, then I'll be, a, uh,
3: all the supporters would love him for it. Working Wi-Fi anywhere would be a, <laughs> yeah. That. That would be a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, Ben. Uh, first thing to be done is to secure the management team of Steve Gallen uh, and Steve Gallon on big on proper contracts then get big players like Lyle Taylor and Johnny Williams on new and improved deals as well spend a little in January to bolster the squad investment needs to be done in a structured way I'm liking the way that people are thinking about obviously we're joking about Ronaldo Messi but a lot of people mm. are, a lot of people are coming in saying let's let's build that foundation let's make sure that we do this properly yeah and
3: I think that's and I think they're they're all right and uh, you get the 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 impression at least uh, that Yes, they are making right noises, and and okay, there might be good salesmen in that in that respect. But um, they've also said, I think, uh, in, in the statement on the on the website, wasn't it that they're going to um, talk to supporters groups as as a matter of priority? Won't necessarily be the first thing they do, but it'll be a priority to to discuss with all the supporters, get some fan engagement involved, and that's a key because you know we've seen the power of Charlton fans uh, over over our um, over our existence really. But you know, when you consider it, as fans that dug out this ground so so we could play football on it uh, fans got us back here uh, and fans uh, were instrumental in protesting against against the ownership over the last 5 years if they can harness that you know the the power that the fans clearly have um if they can harness it in a good way then then they've got a phenomenal asset
2: mm. Certainly have. Right. David Nichols says it was the best Christmas present ever. They seem the real deal, having the dosh to buy out Roland completely uh, and give Louis pies again. Yep. Uh, (laughs) December and January will show their ambition, i.e., long term deals for Boyer and his team uh, and Lyle and signings in terms of fees and wages. Stay up, and then we should really go for it uh, next summer. Um, uh, Rag says that the uh, interview with uh, Lee Boyer is starting to get them excited, which is uh, is good to hear. uh, Ross Ramsey says lock Boyer, Lyle, Johnny Williams, and Steve. Gallon in at the valley for the foreseeable future uh, should survive just fine uh, on those new pies in the in the press <laughs> room. <laughs> uh, Tim Ruffles says the first transfer window for ages. I'm not dreading and thinking how much is our best player going to go for. Usually a pittance. Brackets uh, says they are super excited. Robbie Petty says uh, these golden management lads, Lee Bayer and Johnny Jackson, have the next generation of Charlton supporters wanting to be lifelong fans. The feel good factor, a uh, factor, is back through adversity and now hopefully for a community and team effort. A new chapter thanks to JJ and Bose. Yeah, and uh, as photos of, uh, of, of of Robbie's sons with. Uh, uh, with the two management teams at the Junior Reds Christmas Party or whatever it's called now um, uh, the Young Addicts Christmas Party uh, early on right. Ryan Tate says great to see the new owners uh, and to be able to uh, to compete in the market I really hope they deliver what they have said they will do I think we are strugglingly, uh, struggling defensively so we'd like to see some defenders coming in January uh, I don't think Uh, We need that much more uh, to stay up to be honest. Dave Boy uh, says he's already booked his tickets for the 2024 Champions League final. That's the way. Uh, Charlton Exile can't listen live tonight but please pass on my heartfelt congratulations and most of all my thanks to everyone involved uh, with Charlton both the protesters and the uh, the employees for their part in keeping our great club alive. Here's to the future. Uh, Come on. Uh, you Reds, uh, Freddie is wondering whether prices will go up now match day tickets shirts etc it's way too early to, to tell that and you'd hope not you, again that wouldn't be a good way to uh, endear your, yourself to the fans early doors to, to put up prices but uh, well, we'll, we'll see what happens with that uh, French Addict says uh absolutely buzzing it's one of those moments that you will remember exactly where and what you were doing when the news broke a huge six-pointer on Saturday against Middlesbrough hopefully Taylor and Williams are back uh, Kev would like to see new contracts with Bayer Jackson and Gallon, and the rest of the incredible coaching staff uh, as well Sebo says uh, didn't have an early job on Friday so I was up at 9 30 got my tea sat down at my laptop uh, in my dressing ground logged on to the official site and it said something about East Street I thought it was to do with our food outlet as my brain was still not in gear. And then I saw a takeover by then. I was wide awake. I thought, wow, just hoped... Uh, and still hope that the EFL will rather stamp it. Uh, all I can say now is good riddance to Roland uh, Rat. Dan Burke said he even had a good uh, a new mascot outfit to wear yesterday. So things are already uh, <laughs> uh, on the up. Uh, John says why is Murray still sniffing around the new owner? It sticks in my throat that he's still involved in any way after the way he supported Roland for his entire tenure. By all means, sit in the West Stand and watch games, but keep your nose. Out of future business. Well, we don't know what Richard Murray's position is going to be in the new in the new regime in any way. He was sat in the in director's box yesterday, He's still the non-executive director, I believe. So there's no reason for him not to be sat there currently, but obviously he was sat next to Matt Southall. So it'd be interesting to see what role he plays going forward. But again, we'll find out as we go forward. London Ennick says, just home from work. Uh, and gotta say, we're bleeding bloody rich. <laughs> Get in there, my son. See you all uh, on the booze express to Middlesbrough next week. Uh, uh, Chris says I've been uh, going Charlton since 1981. For me, this is as big as leaving and returning uh, to the valley. It says, oh, what a great show as always. Cheers for that, Chris. Yeah, a lot of people saying, uh, you know, I was, I was chatting to David Norris yesterday. He's obviously, his father was uh, was a director here and was you know passed away unfortunately uh, a couple of years back now, so it wasn't here. But he, he, his father always said that he felt the day. That Roland was gone would be as big as coming back to the Valley. I think,
3: uh, and Lewis said it earlier, um, you know, when uh, when you started reading the tweets and the news and, and uh, as it broke and the, the uh, announcement on the Charlton webpage, you, you were shaking, you know, and it's uh, hairs on the back of the next stuff, and you're thinking, my, well, you know, is it really this real? Is this really happening? And and I think that's right, that last week. It, it's it's very similar to the feeling that uh, when we're coming back to the Valley, because we, we had a couple of false dawns in that. We had to go to Upton Park and. You know, we thought we were only going to be there like a couple of weeks and we were there a season and a half. Um, so uh, when we finally got back here, you know, you didn't quite believe it until you walked through those valley gates uh, on the day, on uh, December 5th. So um, this has that same feel. When it, And I think when it finally happens, you know, when it finally gets ratified by Deville, there's going to be an explosion of uh, of emotion, I think, mm, certainly, yeah. from, certainly from my neck yeah, of the woods.
2: Certainly. I mean, Bob's <laughs> tweeting in saying, evening guys, do we know... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, if the new owners have purchased the club, lock, stock, and barrel—that seems to be the case, from what I've heard. Yep. Um, and again, I'm sure. I'm sure more will come out in the wash when it's all been ratified by the EFL. The
3: noise is coming out that yeah. it's everything, including the uh, the ex-directors, I believe.
2: Yeah, that's what. Again, that's what. That's what I've been told. But uh, yeah, let's wait until it all comes yep. out properly, right, Peter O'Sullivan. Uh, says enjoying the show it's great news uh, of a takeover with efl approval seen some comments about being the new rich club uh, on social media but within reason let's hope we keep our humility Uh, after all we are well aware of clubs at the other end uh, of the spectrum, London Igiza says, "I uh, uh, think we're still paying for Alan Simms. <laughs> <Best, laughs> yeah, that's uh, about right. Yeah, yeah. Says best player <laughs> I've ever seen uh, in a Charlton shirt, bar none." Uh, Roger says the E Street lot is better than the last lot, Sesame Street. <laughs> 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 like Lovely stuff from Roger there. Right, let's. Uh, right, we've got twelve minutes left. Let's start talking about football. was there a game? <laughs> there was a game of football here at the Valley yesterday. Didn't go to play. Let's have a quick listen uh, to the goals from that game. Your commentators over in Valley Pass were, of course, uh, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. I call Fox making a run down
8: the Charlton right and it's gone his direction. Matthew's across. bonds back there helping. Back to Bannon. Bannon swings it in to the head of Fletcher. And he's guiding it into the left-hand corner and that is a goal. It's a lovely ball in from Bannon,
7: but... I think Sarr could have been a little bit tighter. Fletcher's head is fantastic as well. He's just used the pace of Bannon's cross just to divert in the far post. Sarr out to the left to Doughty. Doughty trying to touch the pass to as play. well. that's a lovely touch, and he's got past Harris as well. Doughty crossing opportunity towards the near post. Comes the bomb. Bomb with the shot
9: deflection. Yes! Come on!
7: on! the level. Yes! All the work comes from Alfie Doughty on the left hand side. Oh in his first league start, born in the box, comes to Macaulay bomb, little toe poke took a couple of deflections, and Charlton a level.
8: Well, we just saw the two, two sides of a young player playing in his first start, first league start, do dirty, just got caught cold at left back for that last chance for Chevrolet Wednesday, but on this occasion, he did we know he can do and what he does best he received the ball 10 yards inside the Sheffield Wednesday half on the left hand side just touched it past Odabaju and left him for dead superb cross into the box for Macaulay Barney I thought at first he might have been just behind him but he managed to get enough on it took a deflection and left Dawson grasping air and a back on level 2 now he tries to send uh, Longo further right Austin has tracked him Longer, Has the ball trying to take him on the outside. Oh. He sky's a penalty. Oh, I think that's a penalty. He's giving it as well. I thought it was when he first when it first happened. He must have had a word with his linesman. He was tiring, Osuma.
7: He was tiring. He didn't want to chase him on the overlap. Fletcher steps
8: forward. Scores. And then does. In the face of Dylan Phillips, classless, absolutely classless. Sheffield just happy to hold the ball. We've only got uh, a minute left, and uh, Sheffield Wednesday cleared out the left-hand side. Chip back across the here with an open goal. Can't miss. Tough on Charlton, but with the bodies forward. Navi Saar not there, asked to go forward. It was predictable enough.
7: Yeah, you just can't be critical, can you, really? I mean, that's that's a rare chance they've had this second half really and unfortunately for Charlton he'll read 3-1 it's a little bit harsh on them
2: yeah I think Stubbers uh got it right there saying that it, that felt that felt harsh 3-1 you know and we were in that game. I, even after a two-one, I still I, I felt we were going to go and nick something and, and maybe nick a point at the end. But at, at one all, you know, a scary moments in that first half and when they had that disallowed goal, we got back into it and then it was pretty even.
3: I was just explaining to us uh, that my reason for uh, screaming quite so loud was because uh, uh, relief, I guess, because uh, you know the disallowed goal plus the the, the goal that they did score. I thought we were going to be on the might be on the end of a bit of a hammering yeah. um, with the side we had out, um, but uh, they did superbly. well to come back in? In fact, after the goal, I thought we were the better side for the next twenty minutes, and and Doughty was superb down that yeah. left hand side. Absolutely superb. Uh,
2: I mean, of, of all the youngsters that have come in, Lewis, um, over the last few weeks, you know, they've they've all done done bits and pieces that look good. But I mean, Alfie was, was probably the standout performer in the championship yesterday.
4: Oh, he was it was absolutely incredible. Um, what what impressed me most is that obviously he was forced to take up a bit of an unfamiliar position, wasn't he, with in a bit of a left wing back role with with and pulling out through sickness. And I, I sort of looked at that and I thought, oh, he's been thrown at the deep end here. You know, he's starting, he's playing slightly out of position. I, I hope he copes with it. And you know what? Not even just his offensive play, but defensively, I thought he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And some the pace he has is. He's crazy. And I was so glad he managed to get that assist yesterday. And he's done himself no favours in sort of giving Lee Bayer a bit of a headache in, in <laughs> where he slots him into that team because I think he played really well. Well, let's
2: have a listen to what Lee Bayer made of yesterday's game with Sheffield Wednesday. A defeat in the end, uh, but he was still proud of the display that he got from his side.
6: Pros and cons from today, I think. Uh, obviously, don't like losing any game. And we've just lost a game. So, yes, I'm disappointed. But. I've just said to the players there that you should keep your heads up high because you've given everything again that's all, that's all you can ask okay they had a bit more quality than us but to, to fight to the end like we did um, they only scored the fight because obviously we, we, we were going for it and, and the second was a penalty and we was in the game and um, we've got all the problems that we have with all the injuries and the illnesses and we're still competing. We've got kids that that are playing, you know, against these proper top international players, championship players, Premiership players, you know. That and we competed with them. And uh, for me, I didn't think they was much better than us. Um, so I said to the players, like, look, look, "I'm proud of you." Um, and our fans just clapped us off. They see what what, what the players are giving them, you know. Um, the atmosphere was electric. They tried their hardest, the fans, to, to, to try and get us that second goal. Um, but we just couldn't get it. And uh, unfortunately for us, they they'd go down the other end and then get a penalty. Uh, and that's how we've lost today from,
3: from a penalty. You know. Got caught with a quality finish, you have to say, from Flesher for the for their first goal in the quarter. But after that, uh, it must have been delightful the way we came back in the game, played some good football. Uh, good opportunities. Scored uh, some lovely work from Alfio Dorigy on the left hand side to create the goal. So at that point, you must have been thinking, you know, we've uh, we've you know we played really well. We could uh, we could get something out of, t-
8: out of today's game.
3: And then two story of two penalties, really. I guess the one that uh, that Chef Wednesday got, and the one that we did Did you see much of uh, of the Tom Locker um,
6: claim for a penalty? No, I just see Tom flying through the air. If I'm honest, um, and, and I thought well something's happened there. I, I've not seen it, but for him to react the way he did then says that he's been pushed uh, so yeah, but I didn't see it from I just see him flying through the air so, but again it's, it's big decisions to change games you know and like what you're saying there we didn't get one and, and they did and and um, this cost us today
3: I mean you mentioned it before the injuries we knew about and then of course then you get the illnesses on top of that you must be thinking everything's conspiring against you from a footballing point of view at least that uh, that you're having about five subs again uh, today uh, you must be uh, looking forward to when this period finishes
6: yeah the, in- the injuries that, that is what it is and that sort itself out we've got a few coming back for next week so we should be good um, Lowell Lowell being one of them so that would be a bonus for us and, and the illnesses like Ben and this morning, the the goalie obviously, the sub-goalie Ashley, the pair of them. But, and then Albie was sick before the game, half-time, like in the dressing room. So we had to take him off and then put on Vennings, who's not even played 10, 23 games yet. He's just a kid. And he done well, so there's, there's positives, you know. Alfred Doherty playing left-back. No, he's not a left-back but he he was excellent Um, all the players all the players were were outstanding for me they can't do no more than what they're doing they're giving everything but they had a bit more quality than us on the day because in the first half we got into so many good areas and I think now just take care of this pass or that part and then we we didn't and we didn't use our overload in the middle of the park as much as what we should have done so but we we just competed with a, a, a good good Sheffield Wednesday team, and um, and we didn't we didn't look out of place, and that's with so many people at. So with that in mind, so we go. That
2: was Lee Bayer uh, speaking to Terry after yesterday's uh, defeat. Uh, against Sheffield Wednesday, I'm not going to dwell on it too much because uh, you know it was, it was an okay performance with, uh, with with a lot of players out. Uh, the big news there, though, Lyle Taylor uh, should be available for the trip to Middlesbrough next week. Right, a couple more messages, I think, to end the show. Tony says uh, he arrived late to the party on Friday morning, uh, and then yeah, and then I do have to put my hands up. I, I as a joke when he put on Twitter, uh, does it, does anyone know if this takeover stuff is is real? I just said no, it's, no, it's not real <laughs> to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I was bored at work, so I thought, yeah, so Ooh. I messed with his head a bit. But he said he had pure happiness uh, when it sank in that we got rid of Roland he uh, finally got a club back he says he's happy that the new owners seem to have a long-term plan and want to involve uh, fans going forward he doesn't want instant success uh, but he does want to have a competitive side in whatever division we're in Lee Bayer and his team have started to bring back the pride of ch- uh, supporting Charlton uh, let's all work together to be successful and he says finally uh, I would just like to give a massive thank you to us the Charlton Light team uh, it's been amazing over the last five years keeping up the positivity and bringing us two brilliant shows a week cheers for that Tony and good to see you uh, he was over last week for the Cardiff game. just missed it, it could have been here could have been here for the takeover but he just missed it but never mind phil says uh, couldn't get to the match yesterday due to a family party Uh, but he wants to talk about the new owners yesterday uh, saying that consistently saying what has to be our goal is to move forward as a club Uh, he says in the short term they need to engage with fan groups long term they need contracts of course for Bayer, Jackson and uh, Gallon and the rest of the staff and Taylor and Williams in January sign Cullen sign a striker sign a left back ship out uh, Kyle, Hemed and Page cement a mid table finish in the median time uh, in the median term a bit of summer spending and push for the playoffs finish at the training ground Uh, it can't be right the players eating a porter cabin and the youth team changing lorry containers. Says the long term dream is to be the Leicester City of the South uh, Premier League and to increase the valley capacity up to 35k. That's from Phil uh, Callum. We had uh, uh, Pete Roberts says he reckons that we have a a squad that is top six when it's full strength as we've proven against some of the top sides the, the uh, squad size and strength has proven though uh, our recent downfall and Matthias uh, says it was, the, it was the, the Johnson derby yesterday Matthias Johnson lives in Sheffield and obviously there, there'll be a, a lot of people he knows who support Sheffield Wednesday uh, was very impressed with, uh, uh, with Alfie Doughty's uh, performance yesterday uh, I thought Dylan Phillips made some good saves as well, uh, it says neg- negatives though has to be the defensive problems that we have at the moment, sh- uh, shipping cheap goals and of course Tom Lockyer getting a stupid yellow card which leaves him uh, booked uh, and uh, suspended for next week up at Middlesbrough so he's really happy about the takeover Uh, uh, found out on lunchtime on Friday I really hope that the takeover is nothing but positive right we have run out of time here on Charlton Live it's been a a special show for us uh, all of us involved because uh, we've wanted this takeover as much as everyone else so I hope you've enjoyed it thanks to all of you who've got involved I hope I've got to everyone because we have a lot lot of messages in today Uh, so if I've missed uh, any messages I'm really sorry but thanks to all of you who have taken the time to send us a tweet or an email or a, or a message board post uh, I feel like this is a pretty positive time uh, to be a Charlton Athletic supporter right uh, Terry and Lewis thanks for, for being here with me cheers everyone. good to everyone. see you both we'll be back here on Thursday evening with the big match previews. as we look ahead no matter how many takeovers you have, you still got to go to bloody Middlesbrough next Saturday. I mean, can can, can uh, if the uh, not happy about that? If the owners are rich enough, maybe they could get Middlesbrough to move a bit further south. Well, our
3: home games could be in Abu Dhabi.
2: Well, oh, that's a lot of travelling as well. As long as they bring the Valley Cap with them, right? Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's end this show here. I've been Louis Meadows. Thank you for listening uh, this evening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Let's hope that the future is nothing but rosy here at the Valley. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>